They call it the terrible twos, remember? Because of the new challenges a toddler presents when they hit the two-year mark and they issue their first declarations of independence. Now, I remember when our granddaughter was two years old, I didn't hear many terribles, uh, maybe because there were a lot more terrific twos. Now, one exciting thing was an incredible word explosion she had. Sometimes she seemed to not only know the words, but even some pretty important meaning behind the words. She was known to sit down right next to her daddy as he was reading his Bible with her Bible open. Now, she knew what the book was called. She would say, Bible. But more and more, when she picked up her Bible, she said two words that she knew went together. Bible. Jesus. I'm Ron Hutchcraft, and I want to have a word with you today about when the Bible comes alive. Those two words are always supposed to go together. Because ultimately, our Bible reading isn't supposed to be about a book. It's about a person. It's about Jesus. Much like when I used to read love letters from my wife-to-be. I read those same words over and over again. There was no new information the second time. But see, I wasn't just with a letter. When I read what she wrote to me, I was with her, the person who wrote it, until I could be with with her in person. That's how it's supposed to be when you pick up God's love letter to us, the Bible. We're not with a book. We're with the person who wrote it to us. And that changes everything. Sometimes we get into the rut of thinking, it's my Bible reading time again. And frankly, maybe we're not all excited about it. It's like our Christian duty. And all too many times, the Bible just sits there as we run through all the really important other things we have to do. When you read God's Word, it should be something like the picture God gives us in Luke 10, beginning with verse 39. It's our word for today from the Word of God. Martha has invited Jesus to have dinner with her and her sister Mary. The Bible says Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. You know, Martha pipes up, criticizes Mary for not running around like she is. But Jesus says Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. Jesus, of course, wasn't condoning laziness. He was applauding the priority of loving him over serving him, of spending time with him over doing things for him. Yes, our love will result in serving and doing things for him, but it has to be anchored in spending time with him. Your Bible reading time needs to be the time each day that you, well, like it says here, sit at the Lord's feet, listening to what he says. David called God's word the law from your mouth, and he said it was precious to him. You read the words of the Bible as if Jesus is sitting across from you saying those words to you, because those are his words to you. So when you go through a day without time in God's Word, it's not the Bible you're leaving there. It's Jesus. The Bible doesn't care if you show up. Jesus does. That's why you need to make your time with Him, with His Word, the highest priority of your personal schedule, the sun around which all the other planets of your day must revolve. Jesus wept over His people one day, and he expressed his sadness about the number of times he wanted to have time with them, but in his words, you were not willing. Whew. I wonder if he's been saying that about you or me. It's time to recover your time with Jesus from the margins of your life and put it back in the center. 
put him back in the center. And when you pick up his book, remember, like the little girl said, Bible, Jesus. Jesus.